Prelude, Attitude of Gratitude. I'm so grateful for this platform and the ability to share the habits, routines, and against the grain approach that have made my life do an 180 degree turn from where I was in college. This is going to be a place of positivity and a lifelong pursuit of personal growth. It really bothers me when people try to force their views or lifestyle onto someone. My ambition is to be the opposite of that guy. My personal goal is to shine a positive and inspirational light on the world around me, not to try and persuade or tell you how to live your life. So take what you can away from my insights. My hope is that you can add and adjust bits and pieces to form your own method. Tim Ferriss says he writes his posts if he was talking with his best friends. And that's a basic inspiration for this platform. I'll be speaking as if I'm talking with a best friend to ideally present the information clearly, relatable, and actually adoptable by the general person. Because seriously, how many multimillionaires with private chefs and personal trainers will end up listening to this? I do not have a PhD in nutrition, fasting, or fitness. I'm an experimenter. I'll be presenting the experiences that have worked in my life. Most of the information to come is from my relentless studying of top doctors, personalities, and athletes. Primarily through books, audiobooks, podcasts, TED Talks, articles, and some classic online digging. I do take pride in being able to sift through information to find what I believe to be credible and true. And I've always been a strong believer in following the beliefs and teachings of the people that you want to be like. In my opinion, the ideal learning approach is through someone with real-world personal experience and a mountain of science backing it up. Robin Sharma says it best. Limitation is nothing more than a mentality that too many good people practice daily until they believe it's the reality of the world. So go out there, form your own reality. Dream big. Make a positive impact. Our world needs more daily heroes. Go be one for somebody. Article number one, intermittent fasting and fasting. A sane man in an insane world is always considered crazy. Here's the rub. I had to choke down breakfast for 22 years. Unfortunately, all I'd ever heard was that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Authority figures would say, you need to spark your metabolism to burn calories. You'll have no energy without breakfast. You must eat every three hours. Okay, I get it, coach. So why was I never hungry in the morning? Why'd I feel sluggish and tired after I ate? Why'd I always have an extra layer of fat in all my years of athletics? I understand that not eating breakfast may go against everything you've learned about nutrition from your parents, trainers, and teachers. However, I believe if you have an open mind, the principles and experiences to follow will start to make sense and are backed by some extensive scientific data. Before we get into the what, why, and when of intermittent fasting and fasting, let's look at the reason why most of society hasn't been taught about fasting yet. The answer to that question is, of course, money. In fact, not just some cash, but billions and billions and billions of dollars a year. I mean, the snack industry alone is projected to do $630 billion next year in 2020. Large multi-billion dollar food corporations and government agencies have pounded into the general public's head that they need to eat breakfast and five to six meals a day. But let's be honest, it's not because they care about your health and wellness, it's because of the bling. 
During my last physical, my doctor noted I'm very healthy and asked if I work out and eat well. I said, yeah, I'm very active and I try to eat healthy, but I've also been doing intermittent fasting for the last three years. She replied with, wow, that's awesome. It's really too bad that in the 1980s, major cereal companies pushed the agenda that eating breakfast is important for your health. It doesn't make sense. And if you aren't hungry, don't eat. That was so refreshing to hear in person. And of course, I agree, Doc. Most people I've studied agree as well, specifically Brad Pilon. Pilon is one of the original fasting pioneers. He says, It was in the early 1980s that food companies had no choice but to attempt to change the way we eat, as they were faced with stockholder demands for higher short-term returns on investments. So to keep it brief, how do a select group of people change the way entire countries eat? Well, enormous amounts of money to fund research supporting only the health benefits that they're looking for. Money is donated by a food company with the expectation the company can make a marketing claim from it. If so-called research says it's healthy, then it will undoubtedly sell better. Health expert Marianne Nestle says, The real reason for health claims is well established. Health claims sell food products. I think we all understand how lucrative the newest health product or supplement can be for a business. It's unbelievable to me that marketing and business interests have framed the way we think about nutrition, not the actual scientific nutritional information. To say it simply, Pilon says, To be clear, our entire style of eating in North America has been molded toward the interests of major food companies. Corporations, fast food restaurants, and medical companies all make money after you eating food, being overweight, and getting sick. It's a cycle of consume food, gain weight, get an illness or disease from it, see the doctor, take medicine, hopefully get better, and repeat. I'm not saying all disease and sickness are caused from food, but let's look at our habits, eating style, and the processed food being digested by our bodies before popping the fifth pill of the day. There's a term I've recently heard a lot about, and I'm assuming it's new to you. Integrative medicine. This is the process of doctors prescribing changes in dietary habits and lifestyle to heal the body, most frequently an aid to traditional forms of medicine. It's becoming more popular each day. It is now taught at nearly 70% of all medical schools and universities across the country. But integrative medicine is a subject for a different day. So if the world was to start fasting and eating two meals a day, opposed to the five meals that people do now, that might become a problem for these food companies, right? Why would any business or investor support, fund, and market science that influences people to stop eating? Simply put, that's just really bad business. No businessman makes money off you eating less. They need you to consume, and they need you to consume a lot. I could go into detail and spend all day citing statements about the food industry skewing research to market their products, but I prefer to focus on the positive. Let's leave the past in the past and focus on what we can do moving forward to make our world a healthier place. As you'll see in this article, the science sure doesn't seem to support eating constantly, and neither do any of my personal experiences. I will have no monetary benefit from you fasting or not. I have no skin in the game. Nothing to gain other than the satisfaction of knowing you feel better. I really am just here to help. Game Changer Intermittent fasting, I have, has absolutely changed my life. I would have never believed that something I consider as a new diet have unthinkable life-changing benefits, both mentally and physically. I now have incredible amounts of energy, focus, and mental clarity 
as well as clearer skin, less body fat, an increased lean muscle mass, and an overall physical health that I previously never thought possible. Food used to control my mood, but after implementing IF and fasting in general, I'm not a slave to my hunger hormones. Truthfully, I'm a much better version of myself when I'm in a fasted state. Intermittent fasting and fasting is not a new health and wellness strategy. It's most certainly not the next restrictive eating plan, fad diet, or juice cleanse. It's been around since the beginning of time. Unfortunately, a lot of wealthy people and organizations have been trying very hard to keep you from realizing that. Fasting is an ancient method of cleaning the body and mind. For example, read any religious text or book written before 1900, and fasting will be a part of it. Okay, Jimmy, you're right. Not every single book made. But you get the point here. Not some new craze, simply getting back to the basics, the way I believe we are meant to eat. On the average day, I start with my morning routine. Water instantly, pliability session, reflection, gratitude, and then head to the gym for an intense physical workout. Generally, this all happens before 7 a.m., with no food in my stomach. And I'll continue on after, without eating a single thing. I'll drink at least 100 ounces of water and one amazing cup of hot black coffee before I eat any food. I'll enjoy my first meal sometime in the afternoon. I'll then continue to eat the most nutritious food I'm able to find or afford until 7 or 8 p.m. I'll repeat this for about six days a week, with exception to one day, where I will abstain from food the entire day. You see, my body runs differently than yours. Tomorrow, if you were to do this eating style that I live every day, you'd be irritated, tired, most likely have a headache, potentially feel sick, and your body may break down. That's because you would have no gas, food, in the tank. Imagine your body as a car. You drive around and complete your daily tasks, stopping for gas, food, to power you through the day, right? Some people run on the best premium fuel, nutritious food, and others run on whatever fuel is easiest and most convenient, processed fake food, like I did for many years. But the thing is, I don't run on gas anymore. I sold that life and traded it, deciding to become a battery-powered vehicle. You can't just flip a switch. But after a few weeks and months of adjustment, you can absolutely change the way your beautiful car runs, and it won't cost you $50,000. I'll explain the science on how it works and the ways to adopt it below, but understand my body runs on battery, fats, and ketones, a much more sustainable and consistent form of fuel, opposed to on gas, glucose, consistent food, most commonly carbohydrates and sugar, a more mainstream source in our society today. For 22 years of my life, my fuel source was gas. I was always up and down mentally, a rush of energy and then a crash. It never looked how I wanted to. I mean, the list goes on and on. I began intermittent fasting and fasting three years ago, and I'll be doing it for the rest of my life. Lifestyle. Intermittent fasting and fasting is one of the six pillars of my holistic health and wellness approach. The rest of the pillars will be coming in individual posts in the time to follow. If you are a why person and need to know the exact science, like myself, I've added 41 sources in this article. To utilize those sources, please reference the written version. Again, I feel the need to mention that I am just the median, an experimenter between the people who've actually done the research and you wonderful people. Before adopting any principles to follow, please do your research, listen to your mind and body, and it never hurts to consult a doctor. Life is never perfect. And I don't think we should try to make it that way. I, of course, will still have the occasional cheat meal, eat poorly, or give in to that annoying hunger hormone. Yes, I'm undoubtedly in the best shape of my entire life, 
but at times will still divert to my occasional sweet tooth weakness. I mean, donuts are so good. And I like to savor a tasty meal with family and friends. That's one of the beautiful things about IF. It's not restrictive, leaving you feeling constantly unsatisfied. I personally like the feeling of being full and totally satiated after a meal. Enjoying the life you're given is kind of the point, right? Who really wants to live their entire life on a diet plan? That just doesn't seem sustainable for daily enjoyment and long-term adaptability, at least not for me. The life and habits I've adopted may sound insane, but they're the reason I feel so amazing and enjoy my life. It's how I believe we were intended to live. Before you completely push away the idea of fasting, thinking you could never do it, understand that you're tougher and smarter than you know. Your connection with food is so much more emotional than out of necessity. The hunger you feel every day comes from habit and hormones, not from actually starving. You've learned your eating habits through social cues, routines, and environmental adaptations. It's called food entrainment. Your body's hormones and insulin levels expect food at certain times of the day, based off cues in your daily life. This dates all the way back to your childhood. But your body doesn't have to control your mind. It's so much easier to simply choose to stop eating for a period instead of constantly having to make healthy choices all the time. You simply live in two different states, fed or fasted. The people I've introduced to fasting say that feeling free from constantly needing to consume something to live is one of their favorite benefits. I think it's important to note that over the last three years, out of my 10 best buds on this earth, the ones who I'm constantly annoying with my new exciting findings, eight out of those 10 people are now daily intermittent fasters, and most will be for life. The Benefits of Intermittent Fasting and Fasting Let's discuss the major benefits of IF and fasting. It fits my lifestyle and daily routine. Increased energy, alertness, and mental clarity. Burns body fat for energy during fasting period. Shorter eating period makes maintaining a calorie deficit more attainable if goal is to lose weight. Protects lean muscle mass. Increases growth hormone and testosterone production. Decreases inflammation in the body. Increases lifespan through autophagy, cell cleaning, and apoptosis, programmed cell death. Aids in cancer prevention and preventing diseases, like Alzheimer's for example, through autophagy and apoptosis. It increases brain health, reduces oxidative stress, inflammation, blood sugar levels, and protects brain and memory function. Before we dig into the science, it's imperative to note that although intermittent fasting is a great tool to lose body fat, it's not the only thing that matters. Burning body fat is only a byproduct of why I fast, but if your main goal is to get shredded, proper nutrition and resistance or weight training is essential. Poor nutritional choices and overeating Consuming food at a calorie surplus will make it impossible to enjoy a healthy and fit life. Again, IF will be an awesome tool for you when it comes to burning fat, but you cannot eat whatever you want. What is intermittent fasting? Intermittent fasting, or time-restricted eating, is not a diet, it's a pattern of eating. For myself, it's fasting for a 16-20 to 20 hour period from when I last ate, and then eating in a 4-8 to eight hour time frame. On the average night, it starts at 7 p.m. and goes until a typical lunch hour the next day, ranging from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. It really varies depending on the day, as it does not to be ultra-strict or rigid. Ideally, it's a way of life, not a diet that needs to be monitored down to the minute. There are many ways to intermittent fast, the most popular right now being 16 and 8, fast for 16 hours, and eat for 8 hours, 
For some, it may be as simple as 12 and 12, fast for 12 hours, eat for 12 hours. But for more experienced fasters, it's usually 20 and 4, one meal a day, or even alternate day fasting. Personally, a 16 to 20 hour fasting window is what works best for my lifestyle. As I'm still trying to be in peak performance as an athlete, and cannot consume all the calories my body needs in one meal. IF is not a calorie-restrictive diet. Yes, you will probably eat less because you're eating fewer meals, but based off your health, fitness, and athletic goals, you may need to eat more during a shortened block of eating. For myself, when it's feeding time, it's time to eat up. Of course, there's no need to binge eat. Just ensure that you are consuming the proper nutrition, vitamins, minerals, and calories that your body needs. Simply put, we are eating in a shortened hour block and fasting for a longer period. And please note, yes, of course, sleeping does count as fasting time. You don't have to skip breakfast. The time frame of a fast can vary by each individual. If you would prefer to skip dinner, that's great. The schedule of fasting is flexible. There's no correct way to do intermittent fasting. All we have is guidelines and experiences to help you decide what works best for you. I personally enjoy fasting in the morning because I'm the most productive and feel the best when I'm in my fasted state. If a long fasting block just won't work for you, I would suggest doing a minimum time-restricted eating block of 12 hours. Do your body a favor by giving it at least 12 hours without food to recover and reset. Any type of time-restricted eating is better than random eating. Studies in both mice and humans exemplify this. Dr. Patrick says, by simply restricting food intake to 9 to 12 hours in a day, you may have a number of metabolic benefits, like improved glucose metabolism, improved cholesterol, increased lean muscle mass, decreased fat mass, favorable gene expression patterns, and more. All these benefits come from the timing of your meals while following the exact same diet. The consistent around-the-clock consumption becomes super strenuous on your digestive system and takes away from all the other wonderful restorative functions that your body can do. In Engineering the Alpha, Romanello says, The latest research says that eating every 3-4 to four hours sets us up for not only exhaustion and premature aging, but also less fat burning. It takes about 6 hours to fully digest food, which requires a ton of time and energy from your body. Energy that could be used to clean up your cells. There are some incredible trials coming out of Dr. Ruth Patterson's research group. Women who fast for just 13 hours overnight are protecting themselves from breast cancer they had a 36% less chance of getting cancer. Also, studies in mice at the Salk Institute found mice that ate on TRE weighed 28% less than mice eating on the exact same diet. The mice in a restricted window of eating additionally had zero health issues. Again, I'll dig into the science below. Just understand I believe it is important to give your body a break when you're able to. It kind of goes back to that breakfast talk. I mean, of course, the actual word breakfast is meant for break fast. But if no one in our Western society is actually fasting anymore, can we still call eating right away in the morning breakfast? Or is it just another snack? Anyway, it's not important to get technical about defining definitions. It's just something to think about. Adaptability When you are starting out, I'd recommend trying to do 12 or 13 hours the first week. Small improvements and changes over time lead to success. You can't just jump in and be a master. You may experience some headaches, loss of energy, or uncomfortable hunger pains due to low blood sugar, blood glucose levels, and insulin spikes as your body expects food throughout the day. These side effects will be the strongest in the first few days. 
Drink a ton of water. It's vital to be hydrated. During your eating period, increase potassium and vitamins to your food and add electrolytes to your water to make the transition smoother. As you change from constantly being in the fed state to training your body to function by burning fat as fuel, it really does take some time for the body and mind to make that adjustment. I think you'll find that most of your hunger is out of thirst, boredom, or routine. But I know that doesn't make the change any easier. Try and stay busy. Put your most important tasks in the morning fasting window. This will help you avoid fixating on your cravings. Business mogul and former monk Robin Sharma says, All change is hard at first, messy in the middle, and beautiful in the end. For some, it will be tough to adjust to because of the habits and routines you've ingrained your entire life. So celebrate each fast as a miniature victory. Each time you successfully complete a fast, you positively reinforce your identity of being healthy and in control of your body. Enjoy it. That's something to be proud of. Some of you may be thinking about weekends and how it may be unrealistic to maintain this when going out with friends or enjoying an entertaining event outside of your routine. If you miss a day of intermittent fasting for a fun brunch or to go out drinking with friends, that's okay. We all need an escape and a cheap meal or night out. It doesn't ruin all that you've worked for. Just simply start again tomorrow. Remember, it's not super restrictive. We're pursuing freedom and enjoyment in our health. It is all about a life of freedom. And it's just like nutrition, business, relationships, and life. You'll get out of it what you put in. It is significant to mention that although men and women will both reap the amazing benefits previously mentioned from fasting, there's some obvious metabolic and physiological differences between the two genders. When it comes to fasting, it's been proven that women actually release more fat during a fast, thus having an increased capacity to burn fat as fuel and having more protective metabolic benefits than men. When it comes to hormones, a vital part of all of our body's functions, women's hormones are less stable than men. This is due to the timing and sequence of their menstrual cycle. Being in long periods of calorie restriction, long fasts of over 24 hours, or having significantly low body fat may have negative effects on a woman's menstrual function. If you're looking to get pregnant, extended periods of fasting may not be for you. If you are a healthy, active woman, I still would recommend a simple 12 to 16 hour break from food, but maybe not a 36 hour fasting period. Furthermore, if you are pregnant, please do abstain from fasting, as your body, along with the little growing baby inside of it, needs all the nutrients and healthy calories that you can supply it. It's really important to use common sense. If you're already a very active woman, excessive dieting, eating a low calorie diet, and long periods of fasting, may not be in your best benefit. The Science Your body's ability to heal is greater than anyone has permitted you to believe. I'm now going to dive in how fasting works internally in your body. If you need to know the exact scientific process, hit the links in the written article. Your body is always in one of two states, fed or fasting. When your body is in the fed state, it is eating digesting, and storing food, otherwise known as the growth phase. The state generally lasts 3 to 5 hours. The post-fed state lasts about 8 to 11 hours, and for most people this happens when they are sleeping. After 11 hours or so of no food in our bodies, we then transition into a fasted state. The fasted state is when you are not digesting food and burning calories. This is otherwise known as the repair phase. It is much easier to burn fat in a fasted state because insulin levels are low. 
Most people, unfortunately, never enter this fasted state, and it's hard to burn fat in a constantly fed state because of the high insulin levels. When you eat food, especially sugar or carbs, it's digested into glucose and spikes your blood sugar. Your body works to restore blood sugar balance with insulin. Insulin's a hormone made in the pancreas, which works on the glucose in your bloodstream. Basically, as more insulin circulates in your bloodstream, more calories are stored. There is no fat burning when insulin is present. Not only do variations in blood sugar and high insulin levels not allow you to burn fat for energy, they also leave you feeling hungry, weak, lightheaded, and anxious. You know that feeling? I've experienced it way too many times. This consistent fed state and presence of insulin is why people who have the same diet but adopt intermittent fasting burn fat at such a quicker rate. Once we reach the 11 to 13 hour mark, our bodies start entering the fasted state and it begins to burn fat for energy. Principally, instead of using the food we would eat in the morning for energy, we are using our fat instead. Our bodies begin to engage in this process of basically utilizing itself for energy. Dr. Louisa Petre says, when your body is using fat for energy, it is slowly digested and given to the liver for processing ketones. It can then be utilized for energy, which means more energy, higher cognitive function, and concentration levels. If we don't have a fuel source, our bodies turn to itself to continue to run. This self-fat burning for fuel is a much slower and consistent process than a quick hit of blood sugar and energy. The process mentioned above when food is digested, most commonly in sugar and carbohydrates. You can think back to the car metaphor. It's the battery source instead of gas. But don't we need to eat more often to spark our metabolism? It is true that you burn more calories when eating, but it's such a small amount that it makes no sense to eat more to do so. It goes back to the food companies and their clever marketing. If you eat a 200-calorie meal, sure, your body may burn about 10 to 20 calories through the entire digestive process of that meal. So great, you just burned 20 calories. But you ate 200, which adds an extra 180 calories to your daily intake. Not only that, but you made your eating window larger and lost all the benefits of fasting. One of the main reasons people fast is to lose weight, but not for me. Sure, I enjoy seeing my abs and feeling confident in my own skin, but burning fat is simply a byproduct of the goal of fasting. The biggest reason I fast is because of autophagy. Autophagy is what aids in preventing diseases like cancer and Alzheimer's, slowing the aging process, and elongating lifespan. Dr. Petre says, Intermittent fasting aids autophagy, a cell-based cleaning function that tears down and recycles molecules that are damaged. Essentially, instead of our digestive system working on the food in the morning, it also works on your cells and cleans and restores them. Dr. Colin Champ explains it like this. Think of it as our body's innate recycling program. Your cells create membranes that hunt out scraps of dead, diseased, or worn-out cells, gobble them up, strip them for parts, and use the resulting molecules for energy or to make new cell parts. Instead of our body constantly having to break down food, with fasting it is finally giving it time to work on itself. Dr. Champ continues to say, Autophagy makes us more efficient machines to get rid of faulty parts, stop cancerous cells, and stop metabolic dysfunction like obesity and diabetes. It really is an amazing procedure that takes place in our bodies. But it's not just about the body. The process of ketone production is a great energy source for the brain. Fasting helps your brain grow and strengthen neurons that work to improve learning and memory function. 
This is one of the reasons why I feel sharper and focused when I'm deep into a fasting period. And it disappoints me to think that for 22 years, I rarely gave my body the opportunity to work on itself. Longevity. One of my favorites, Dr. Walter Longo, is a professor at USC with a focus on aging and is one of today's top fasting experts. He is the author of the book, The Longevity Diet, and uses a great analogy in his book. Like my first comparison, he relates our body to a car, whatever beautiful car you want to be. You can take care of your car, consistently providing it with the top oil and maintenance procedures possible just like feeding our bodies the best antioxidants, nutrients, and food. But eventually, the engine is going to fail, right? It's inevitable. The better you take care of it, the longer it will last. But what if instead of consistently trying to improve the parts, every few years you just swap them out for new parts? Rather than always adding to the engine and parts, we could recycle and add in brand new ones. That's what this process of fasting does for our bodies. Sure, even with a new engine, the vehicle will eventually die. It will last so much longer than a car that is consistently trying to just fix and repair its parts, like people do with fad diets or insane juice cleanses. Fasting gets our body back to a natural state and resets us. It's insane, right? This process of autophagy continues to grow stronger as you remain fasted and do not digest any food. Now, just because you did a 14-hour fast, that doesn't mean you cleansed all the cells in your body. When it comes to autophagy, I like to think of it as a comparison between your living room carpet and the different stages of autophagy. If you can't tell by now, I'm a big analogy guy. If you were to do a 12-hour fast, that is comparable to simply not spilling or staining your carpet. It's making sure no damage happens. If you were to do a 16-hour fast, it may be like doing a quick vacuum session. A quick vacuum session every day could definitely help keep the carpet clean. A 24-hour fast would be similar to an extensive vacuum session, maybe even throwing in a little stain remover. It would be a focused and purposeful clean. Finally, and by far the best, a four-day water-only fast would be similar to hiring a carpet cleaning company, something you may do once a year to make sure you have the best and cleanest carpet around. These aren't exact, and it may vary by person or stage of life, but you get the idea. You get out of it what you put in, but all improvements make a positive impact. Liquids during fasted state. During the fasting period, this obviously means no food is allowed. Only a cup or two of black coffee or green tea can be consumed. Be careful though, because excess caffeine can take you out of the fasted state. So if you're pounding six cups of coffee, some will argue that you may not actually be fasting. No cream or sugar can be added to the coffee. No diet pop or zero-calorie energy drinks. And yes, that also means no pre-workout supplements for my fitness enthusiasts. The reason we can't have any supplements or calories is because it triggers your digestive and immune system, taking you out of the fasted state. Once you've digested more than 25 to 50 calories, or any zero-calorie drinks that contain added ingredients, like aspartame for example, the process potentially stops working. For a complete list of allowed and not allowed liquids, please reference the written version of this article. Strength Training and the Athlete If you are a serious athlete and seeking peak performance in your respective sport, please listen to your trainer, coach, or nutritionist. There have not been enough studies with fasting and peak athletic performance in humans, so please consult your trainer before adopting any of these methods. With that being said, let's quickly put to bed the myth about losing muscle when fasting. 
because I'm stronger now than in all my years on the football field. Over the last week, I've been using an InBody 270 to test my body percentages and my local lifetime fitness. The InBody uses a form of bioelectrical impedance analysis, not a perfectly exact form of testing like hydrostatic weighing or a bod pod maybe, but it should give us a good idea. I used it every day for a week in order to get a consistent reading of my body fat and muscle mass percentages. My average reading was 88.4 pounds of muscle mass on my 172.4 pound body. According to the National Institute of Health, the average male with a sedentary lifestyle has about 33% muscle mass. The average active healthy male has about 40% muscle mass. And anything over 44% is considered extremely high, typical of competitive weightlifters and athletes. My average percent of muscle mass was 51.2%. I'm not the poster child of fitness or the model of a perfect body, but I do consider myself a walking example that you're able to increase muscle gain while fasting. But don't believe just me. Get evidence from the studs that I enjoy following. Look into the methods of NFL quarterback Alex Smith, actor, former NFL player Terry Crews, and actor Hugh Jackman. There are many out there, but these are just some of the religious intermittent fasters. And I think we can all agree these guys aren't the smallest people in the gym. For those of you thinner guys who say to me, I'm not trying to lose weight, bro. I need to gain. Why would I fast? I understand that. And you will gain muscle while intermittent fasting if you are resistance training and eating an adequate protein and calorie intake. People with fast metabolisms who have been lean their entire life should still adopt IF. Fasting alters the fuel source your body runs on and helps you produce extra growth hormone and testosterone. The reason you are able to maintain and grow muscle is because your lean muscle mass is protected. Dr. Berg says, Growth hormone is the most powerful fat-burning hormone to protect muscle mass, and that it will help protect lean muscle mass, especially when you are in a fasted state. Anti-aging clinics sell growth hormone supplements to older men like they're flying off the shelves. So why would we not just aid in this production naturally? Of course, there's an important piece of this puzzle. Resistance or strength training. Resistance training is a major factor in maintaining and increasing muscle mass. You need to continue to lift weight and resistance train to maintain muscle. Brad Pilon states through his studies, fasting does not cause you to lose muscle mass as long as you are resistance training. In fact, fasting may decrease some metabolic factors that are actually preventing you from building muscle. And with cellular cleansing, autophagy, fasting may perform critical maintenance and clean up work in your muscles that properly prepares it for extra growth. So in the long term, fasting may actually improve your ability to increase muscle mass. So continuing to weight train is the most important factor when it comes to maintaining skeletal muscle mass. Pairing this with eating an adequate amount of protein and calories during the feeding period will ensure you refuel your body and aid in muscle growth. The challenge to maintaining or increasing body weight while practicing IF is to eat the same amount of calories that you would when not restricting the timing of eating. You still need to make sure you are eating enough calories, especially protein. Remember, this is not a calorie-restrictive diet especially for an athlete. Make sure you are eating. If you're an athlete or elite trainer on a 4,000 calorie per day diet, just be sure to consume all 4,000 calories in that shorter eating block. I actually enjoy this style because I'm able to eat more freely and actually feel a sensation of being full instead of always being restricted to a small eating portion. Just do your research and trust me. If you're working out and consistently increasing total volume in your lifts through progressive overload, 
and eating an adequate number of total calories each week, you will definitely increase strength while intermittent fasting. The Early Workout Warrior One thing I was super intrigued by and had to do some serious homework on is the early heavy lifting workout followed by a fasting block. I wanted to dig into the optimal time to eat or train to maximize muscle gain. As an athlete trying to reach peak performance in a sport, this is important. An athletic trainer or coach may say you need a protein shake or nutritious food immediately after a workout to maximize gains. Tom Brady is one of my role models and is a huge advocate for a clean organic shake immediately after workouts. This thought process is shared by almost every other trainer I've been around. But in my personal experience, and what I'm hearing from the people that I want to look like, the immediate shake or meal might not be needed. I believe the feeling that we need to eat before or after a workout is far more psychological than physiological. Dr. Berg states, the food you eat today isn't digested and broken down until at least 24 hours after it's consumed. He says it doesn't matter when you eat, but the total calories for the day is all that matters because it won't be used in your body for at least another day. Also, in Engineering the Alpha, Bornstein says, your food doesn't go directly to your muscles or gut. In fact, research is saying a meal comprised of 50 grams of protein takes anywhere from 5 to 50 hours to be fully digested by your body at 1 to 10 grams per hour based on your genetics, activity level, and health habits. The pioneer, Mr. Pilon, also explains this in his book by saying, in general, it seems to be largely irrelevant whether protein is consumed before, during, or after exercise. Even during the post-exercise period, there seems to be very little difference whether protein is consumed immediately or several hours after a workout, because anabolic effects of a workout last at least 24 hours. This is why protein sufficiency, rather than a specific timing of protein intake, seems to be the most important nutritional component of muscle growth. Finally, many studies out of Oregon, France, and southern Italy support the claim that timing of food doesn't make a difference the total amount of calories, and the type of food that matters. I'll let the experts take this one. I just want to add that my experience in the past few years aids to the research findings. If you are still concerned about potential missed strength gains, I do know that some people supplement BCAAs or amino acids during their fast to help aid in muscle growth. Terry Crews at times utilizes this trick. But do note, that although the supplementation will probably keep you in fat burning for fuel, it will most likely break the process of autophagy and its restorative functions. You will technically still be fasting, but are the potential missed strength gains more valuable than the process of autophagy? You can decide that for yourself, but when it comes to my body, autophagy will win every time. Endurance and Performance Dr. Panda did a study on mice to test the theory of strength and athletic performance with time-restricted eating compared to a normal American diet. They wanted to test if athletic performance or muscle performance would decrease with time-restricted eating. They expected less strength gain in fasted mice, but actually found surprising results. He says, We realized that their grip strength, which relates to how much a person can lift, stayed the same as a mouse on a non-restricted window of eating. But the endurance significantly increased, and in some cases, doubled. Personally, I have noticed this increase in endurance in my workouts. Dr. Patrick states that she has seen this boost of endurance during her cardio sessions. She says she can notice a significant difference in how she feels when running on a time-restricted eating schedule 
compared to on a non-restricted one. There is yet to be a human trial in strength and endurance with fasting, as this benefit has only been proven in mice. It is just a theory for now, and Dr. Panda does not know if human trials are even possible when it comes to athletic peak performance. He says, There is no way we can do that kind of study in our labs, with subjects who are as competent or athletic as another person. It would be very difficult. Pilon states that he believes athletes who are consistently training or involved in multiple long-period exercises per day should eat to maximize their performance in those tasks. He does state he still believes their bodies don't need the food for maintaining muscle or for physical gains, but that food may increase the athlete's actual performance in their sport that day. I believe if you are doing long periods of exercise, like two-a-days in football or extended physical activity, then fasting may not be ideal for playing your best or having the needed energy to compete. However, if you are strength training or doing high-intensity circuits under a few hours in duration, then fasting is absolutely applicable. In all honesty, the experts don't have enough data or trials with this. Like I mentioned earlier, fasting is just making its way back into society. I would be willing to bet very few professional athletes even attempted fasting because it is so counterintuitive to everything we've been taught in athletics. Again, I'm not a certified trainer. And I don't want to negatively affect anyone's athletic career. Listen to your professional specialists as long as you trust them. I just want you to know what feels great in my routine. Some people need to grind through two-a-days or perform in a triathlon. I don't know what is 100% best for you. That's ultimately up to you. Back to the basics. Before we get into the 24-hour fast and the four-day fast, I know it really does sound a bit crazy. I agree. Let's stop for a second and go back to the basics. Whatever ultimate creation or being that made this earth, whether you're religious or not does not matter, but all that we need to survive in nature. I believe we were meant to live in nature, and you'll see the simple nature evolutionary theme in later posts as well. Dr. Longo says, Fasting activates coordinated responses that are in tune with evolution, because starvation was encountered by all organisms well before our time. For this reason, it is clearly one of the most powerful interventions we can rediscover to promote coordinated changes that do not disrupt the harmony of the human body. He has committed his life to helping people live longer and believes that fasting can help people live healthy lives well into their 90s and 100s. Why does he believe this? He's seen it firsthand in Ecuador, southern Italy, and in several other places throughout his ruthless study of centenarians. Although I love all that huge cities have to offer and understand the brilliant opportunity technology has given us, I don't believe our society makeup today was the way we were intended to live. I'm not an absolute goofball. I'm definitely going to utilize all that technology can do, specifically to help us connect and make life easier and more enjoyable. But I'm not going to base this advanced world on the general principles of my life. Let's look back before technology changed everything. Your average person in the world, or caveman if that helps you picture this better, would sleep, hunt, eat, and create life, just like any other animal on the planet. There were just natural breaks from food when hunting or gathering. Do you think any animal on the earth or past humans had the opportunity to stop at a gas station or convenience store? Grab a protein bar or eat six times in a day? Carry snacks around with them while they completed all their daily tasks? It just wasn't an option to stop and grab something quick. Our societal and economic growth has changed this dynamic for us. I have the same viewpoint when it comes to what food to eat. It's simple. Eat real and organic food that came from the earth. 
My diet is comprised mainly of nuts, fruits, vegetables, some but low carbohydrates, and meat. The main foods I imagine people were eating before we colonized our world the way it is today. In my opinion, that ho-ho that was made in a lab with 10,000 chemicals shouldn't be considered food, and the fact that it's marketed and sold as such is pretty silly. Dr. Mark Hyman says the United States and Syria are the only two countries in the world that do not control the marketing of their food. There are laws and guidelines in place in all the other countries making it illegal to market and advertise certain foods, especially to children. This could potentially make it hard to figure out what's actually good to eat, right? Anywho, I'm off topic again, as the food industry conversation is meant for another article. But the point here is simple, real, and natural is the way I look at my life. I try to use this amazing society we live in as a tool, instead of buying into the technology and corporation hypnosis. I can't tell you how many times growing up I got angry, impatient, or really quiet because of how hungry I was. I wouldn't act normal until I ate. It's similar to what I observe today, with many golfers or friends that I'm around on a day-to-day basis. Countless times throughout the day, I hear people say they are extremely hungry and need to eat right away, even though they already had breakfast and a snack to that point in the day. Most occasions they mention a headache, stomach pain, or just general fatigue because they haven't ate in like four hours. Contrastingly, I've been fasting all morning, only consuming a cup of black coffee on top of my normal excessive amounts of water with electrolytes for hydration, and I generally have consistent energy and focus. I'll get questions all the time from family and friends along the lines of, aren't you hungry? Dude, you haven't ate anything all day. How do you do that? One of the main keys to intermittent fasting is freeing yourself from relying on food to live. I'm not telling you to never eat or to go play your sport on an empty stomach. I'm encouraging you to understand the value food has for fuel and recovery. Don't let it control the schedule of your day. Let's redefine our relationship with food, and it's as simple as living in two different states, fed or fasted. If you're one of those people who really doesn't care about disease and simply wants to shred fat and get cut, look better, feel more confident, that's all good. This information, paired with proper nutrition and fitness, can help you reach those fitness and body goals. If that is the case, I would simply recommend intermittent fasting. Start slow and eventually get to a point in that 16 to 20 hour fasting window. Once you've adjusted to it, your body will start burning fat for fuel instead of carbohydrates or other foods. Enjoy some freedom from food. But for those of you who are like me and are captivated by the chance to prevent chronic disease, create longevity, slow aging, and the potential to cure your own body, let's dive into both the 24-hour fast and the 4-day fast. Fasting. There's another way to quicken this process of autophagy, and that is with the full-day fast. The 24-hour fast is an excellent way to accelerate autophagy and help reset the immune system to its natural state. It's not even a full day off from food. It's just 24 hours from when you last ate. Usually in my routine, it's from 7 p.m. to 7 p.m. the next day. I do a 24-hour fast one time every week, or maybe every other week, depending on my workout schedule. How do you actually implement the day-long fast? Pretty simple. Drink water, a ton of water, more water, and continue to go about your life. Get those crazy and goofy looks from friends and coworkers when you tell them what you're doing. 
For myself, the 24-hour fast is always on an off day for my training program. I still start the fasting day with a quick 30-minute high-intensity, low-weight workout followed by a sauna session of at least 15 minutes. This quick 45-minute routine is to accelerate the process of autophagy, increase growth hormone production, block cortisol, the stress hormone, and release dopamine in my brain so I'm ready to attack the day. Here's the weird thing. Not only am I the most productive on this day because my mind's in ultra-focused clarity mode, by the time it's over, I'm not even hungry. It's bizarre, actually. When noon or 2 p.m. rolls around, the time I normally eat, I get hungry for about 10 or 20 minutes because my insulin is spiked and my body expects food. But shortly after that period, I'm no longer hungry at all. This happens again around 5 or 6 p.m., then goes away. Your daily hunger is so much more psychological than physiological. There have been countless studies done showing the similarity between the effects that drugs have on our brain compared to food, especially sugar. The way our brain reacts and release dopamine are very similar. You need food to function as much as the gym goer needs pre-workout to lift, as much as the student needs Adderall to study, or as much as the chill guy needs weed to relax. These things may help you mentally, but your body doesn't need them. You've just trained your mind to need it. Of course, plenty of people exercise without pre-workout and attend school without taking Adderall. It's just been ingrained in our minds at a fundamental level that we constantly need to consume something. I know this is a different style of thinking, and of course I want you to continue to eat food, but let's put our mind in control when it's time to fuel, recover, or enjoy a meal, and not solely rely on the body's hunger pain to decide for us. I will finish my 24-hour fast with some sort of superfood smoothie with all the vegetables, vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that I can get my hands on. I choose that meal because, believe it or not, I actually enjoy it, and it makes me feel good. If you are able to do a 24-hour fast, treat yourself after. I mean, don't cram 3,000 calories of whatever you want down your gullet, but enjoy some food that you want to eat. The very first thing you eat should be greens or food with vitamins and minerals. But after you let that sit for 30 minutes to an hour, enjoy something you like. You've earned it. Back to Dr. Walter Longo. I think it's worth noting that he donated 100% of his profits from the book and never took a salary for his labor. All the funds were donated to research. It just seems like he wants to help people. Can we say the same for the multi-billion dollar food industry? Throughout his research, he has conducted some amazing studies with rats and cancer. They performed trial runs on rats and mice and analyzed those who were fasted during their chemo treatment compared to ones that weren't. There were some staggering results. The mice that fasted before and after treatment had abnormal amounts of energy after treatment periods. The rats that were fed during the same time were lethargic and sleepy, similar to most human patients receiving chemo. Most impressively, the mice that fasted saw their survival rate increase 40% opposed to the ones that were fed. Longo says, cancer cells cope badly with being simultaneously poisoned, chemo, and starved, fasting. But normal cells gain protection as fasting closes the pathways that let toxins in. After these studies and trials, Dr. Longo and his team shared this research with the public. Without an actual clinical study on humans, people undergoing chemo treatment took it upon themselves and started adopting prolonged fasting. And the results were astounding. Those who fasted during their chemo treatment had a night and day difference in energy a few days after treatment sessions compared to the average patient. Specifically, 
a female judge and a male athlete who fasted during treatment were active, working out, and the guy was even running 10 miles a day a few days after. In majority, people who were fed during chemo treatment are tired and sprawled out on the couch. Dr. Longo states, about 20% of all cancer deaths are due to the effects of chemo. Thus, fasting during chemo could be a major breakthrough to minimize the side effects of treatment. The reasoning behind the difference is due to not only the cells regenerating and cleaning themselves in fasted patients, but they also have fewer particles in them. With their cells being cleaner, it made them more available and accepting of the chemo treatment, thus making the cancer treatment more effective. This is less likely to happen when the body is constantly digesting and breaking down food. By the way, the judge and athlete are now cancer-free. There's that integrative medicine thing again. Pretty cool, huh? The Magical 4-Day Fast Guys, I understand this sounds crazy to do willingly, but the benefits seem to be just too great to ignore. Remember, a fasting period and starvation is by no means the same thing. Fasting is planned. It's abstaining from food for a short duration of time to reap the mental and physical benefits. Starvation is being restricted and unable to receive the proper nutrients or calories for extended periods of time, like months and sadly in some countries, years. If you do have interest in the four-day fast, don't freak out. You will not lose all of your muscle, you will not be in a starving state, you will not be on your deathbed. It may not be easy to do an extended fast in your daily routine, but what about during times of travel or rest periods from our busy lives? I am yet to do a four-day fast personally. It just hasn't seemed to work with my workout or golfing schedule, as obviously swinging the golf club doesn't sound ideal on day three of having zero food in my body. I will be doing one soon here in late May, 2019. I am working with the lead trainer at my local Lifetime Fitness Club, as well as pursuing options at the Mayo Clinic in order to get everything tested before and after my fast. I'm looking to test metrics like blood glucose levels, fat percentage, ketone levels, growth hormone, and many more. The longest fast I've done to the state is 44 hours, and I felt great after. This only excites me more to see the benefits of a full four-day fast. If anyone wants to do this with me, please reach out. There's obviously no requirement to get tested. I would love to get a group together to hold each other accountable. Accountability partners can be a powerful tool. Again, the four-day fast is simple. Drink water and drink a lot of it. One of the most critical benefits this longer fast brings is a program called apoptosis. Apoptosis is programmed cell death. Dr. Longo explains it as, the death of cells which occurs as a normal and controlled part of an organism's growth or development. Through apoptosis, the four-day fast will kill approximately 40% of all immune and disease cells in your body. Through this prolonged fast, not only are we disposing nearly half of our body's disease-ridden cells, but the body is also resetting itself. Once you begin eating food after the fast, your body completely rebuilds the immune system, all fresh and clean. It's basically a reset and reboot. Now hold on here. I really don't want to get any angry calls or messages from parents yelling at me because I told their kid to fast for four days with only water in their body. To little 7th grade Billy, don't start fasting tomorrow. This is clinical fasting for longevity. Communicate with your doctor and family. Make sure you're in a safe and controlled environment and ensure that you have a game plan. Also, if you are pregnant, over the age of 70, underweight, or potentially anorexic, please abstain from fasting.
Nutritionist, celebrity body coach, and best-selling author Kelly Levesque has done the four-day fast herself. She mentions the fast really wasn't as hard as they originally thought it would be. She has a really cool Instagram page, by the way, at BeWellByKelly. Kelly Levesque and I share the same fascination for longevity, but she's actually been doing the research. I'm just listening to audiobooks and reading articles, then rambling on to my friends about it. She studied cancer research for eight years in a corporate space before moving to the personal coaching field. She states that our body cells break down and rebuild about nine times in our lifetime. They rebuild off your old cells and the food you eat. This is why people look younger when they take care of their health and dietary choices. Executing on steady intermittent fasts, occasional day fasts, and prolonged fasts once or twice a year will help you clean up your current cells. Complement this with eating clean and you will help ensure the new cells are made up of healthy components. You can control how long you live, but more importantly how well you feel and enjoy each day in the present. Trust me, I've been on both sides and although I have a lot of room for improvement, the healthy side makes me feel way better. If you think there's no way you can complete a four-day water fast, I completely understand. Dr. Longo does have a fasting mimicking diet, FMD, that is five days and he actually recommends this over doing a straight water fast because of its more realistic adaptability. It tricks your body into thinking it's in a fasted state to maintain almost all of the benefits, but involves small amounts of liquids and food. It includes 1,100 calories on the first day and then 800 a day on the remaining four days. The meals are comprised of mainly vegetables, soups, nuts, and supplements. His FMD diet has had tremendous results, as inspirational personalities like Tim Ferriss, Kevin Rose, and Lewis Howes have done it. Personally, if I'm going to do the fast, I'm just going to do the full one without food. It's that evolutionary and natural mindset. But I do think this is a very realistic option. You can find details on his FMD diet in his book or on his website. I'm going to say it one more time so there's no confusion. I am not a doctor. Please, please, please do your own research and use the resources I've attached in the sources below. With that being said, I know this information can change the way you live and feel because I'm living it. I really do hope this helps. And remember, a sane man in an insane world is always considered crazy. Final comments. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to me. If you have any questions or insights, shoot me an email at harrington.aoglifeofpassion.com or on Instagram at aharrington in the letter eight. I thoroughly enjoy talking fasting and health. And it's always refreshing to connect with someone about fasting who isn't necessarily a fasting expert or educator. Intermittent fasting fasting is only one of the six pillars that make up my health and wellness approach. I will be releasing the other five pillars in the time to follow, as they all work in synergy together. The other five pillars are gratitude and mindfulness, hydration and pliability, fitness, nutrition, and a life of passion. Finally, the comment section below the written article is to add any advice or thoughts you have about intermittent fasting and fasting. Keep it positive and interactive. Please share any benefits, experiences, or tips you may have from fasting. Let's find a lifestyle that works for you, but never forget to dance and goof around. It doesn't matter who's watching. And for those of you brave souls who are pursuing a better version of yourself, you inspire me every single day. And I'm forever grateful for you. Our world needs more daily heroes. Go out there 
and be one for somebody.